Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Not a lot. All right. So we're we're doing hot and heavy on this green day. It's April 6th. Uh, I wanted to bang out as many panics on the FOMO. We're going to have FOMO very quickly, which is, oh, my God, I should have bought. And people need to be thinking when they're going, oh, my God, I should have bought to like, oh, my God, let's reposition. You know, don't get so excited on like a f- fucking three good week or a good day in a bear market. And nobody knows what's going to happen over the next month or two. So I'm trying to give people as wide a diverse of people, you know, on the street, uh, male, female, women, kids. Uh, we, I think we've run the gamut. We, you know, the one thing I hear is more women. So I'm, I'm calling more women this week that, that I don't know as well, obviously, because, uh, you know, I'm happily, uh, eh, happily married, COVID marriage. The uh, <laughs> like every guy, it's like we, we're not going to kill each other. We're just, you know like to go out the uh the um we're gonna call one of my one of my best buddies who runs an incredible business in new york a men's fashion company but completely at the center of what the nightmare is in new york because the stores are closed in in miami la and new york and and doesn't run a huge e-commerce business uh resoho.com which is very high-end skinny great fashion for men all my friends I've turned on to it are great. But again, very retail focused and it deals with all uh, buying in Italy. So we're just going to go deep and dirty into what it's like being like a businessman whose who's revenue is shut down and what it's like renegotiating with leases and everything. It, it, this guy's handling the panic like an animal. And he is an animal. His name is Ari, which is the lion in Israel. It's been military in Israel. So uh, the, the crazy thing about Israelis is they've been here 20 years. Their accent gets worse. Like you... <laughs> I wouldn't know you're from Norway. You talk to an Israeli who's been in America 20 years. It's like he sounds more Israeli than ever. I think it's like a trick. So, uh, so get used to that because that's what it's going to It's going to be a heavy uh, Israeli accent, but like good, good fucking Soho dude. Knows more about fashion than anybody and really one of the hottest brands. Uh, and we, so my thing with him is I spend money, even though I don't look in his clothes, but I'm always giving him marketing ideas for this type of moment. I'm like, why aren't you on Instagram? Why aren't you like hundred percent? Why are you opening stores? And now he thinks I'm smart. So, uh, so we, he's ground zero of what it's like to run a, a business in New York. That's completely fucked. Cause your supply chain in Italy, you've got three major leases in three different cities. Uh, so I want to, he's willing to talk about it. So let's, uh, we'll dive in. Um, I'm going to do for him Coifin because it's a good day in the markets. We'll say this episode is brought to you by one of our portfolio companies, Coifin. Uh, if you want to track and analyze what's happening in the current market turmoil, Coifin is for you. It's a web-based platform that lets you analyze stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, and other assets all in one place. I've been using it every day to track what's going on in the market. Obviously it's open right now. I think if you try it, you're going to get addicted and smarter. Coifin has a ton of high quality data, powerful functionality and clean interface. And guess what? Free. You can sign up at www.coifin.com. That's K-O-Y-F-I-N.com. You will thank us. Knut, let's get Mosh on the phone. 
Hello. You are live on Panic with my Israeli friends. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Moshe. How are you, Howard? I'm doing good. I am so grateful that you're taking some time in the stressful. You're a, you're a, you're an animal. You're a beast. So so that's what you're telling me before I was I was clearing what questions I could ask you because you're kind of at the heart of New York and what New York retail and fashion and the other side of this virus uh, looks like as a, as a business as as a businessman in New York and street yeah, level. It's, it's it's my third hit in New York. It's your third hit. So let's go, let's first tell people, Moshe, a little bit about yourself in the business, and then we'll go back in history and talk about the, the hits. So originally from Israel. I uh, wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> the, the, the thick British accent, uh, I did. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. So when did you, you did the military, and when did you move to the U.S.? I came to the U.S. 1992. 92. And how old are you today? Same age as me, 54? 51 you're younger okay and you look like a incredible hulk so so okay so go ahead so so you uh tell us about the the background story yeah so growing up in israel uh, my mother is a custom tailor oh yeah so kind of uh, picked up the fashion from her uh, my father uh, was a holocaust survivor did not know that yeah and uh, came to the states met up with some friends and after a, a year or so of you know just chilling hanging out with friends just got into the business and little by little started doing my own thing and so today let's walk through what Ari Soho is because Ari Soho.com but tell people a little bit about the business and the and the products so we do we do a lifestyle collection for let's call it men Mm-hmm. That likes to feel young. Yes, that's me. Like to feel young, act young. Don't don't walk around like oh I'm 50 years old. I can't wear this. I can't wear that. Yep. None of that stuff. Not over the top stuff. Just good quality product that has a little bit of a twist, a little bit of an edge. Nothing too crazy. Yep. And it seems to be working fine for us. And so there's three stores. Three stores and a website. Yes. And, but very small e-commerce, right? Mostly retail. Very small e-commerce. We're actually working on it. You know, this thing caught us off guard with the virus. So you can't even do a proper photo shoot with models and stuff. So, right. so we're doing photo shoots on, on a ghost mannequin. Okay. Just so she would have, uh, we would have some stuff and actually have my kid who goes to school in Bucknell upload the merchandise. And then my wife is the Photoshop artist. You know, we're doing... Uh, we're doing what you keeping, can. We're keeping busy in those uh, funky days. Wow. And and so what's it like... So you said third crisis. This is the biggest. This is the biggest. Well, the first one was... Oh, one? Yeah, September 11. Yeah. September 11. I was... Uh, I was actually... I, I got the real estate a month before. In, on West Broadway? On West Broadway, okay. a month before September 11, wow. and 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 the funny part is I was supposed to open the shop on September 11. Hey. So in the morning, and I'm supposed to fly that same evening to Israel for my brother's wedding, September 13. So listen to this. 
me and my brother, you know, my wife was already in Israel with my baby. She was four or five months old. Your first, first baby. Yeah. Exactly. And I used to live in Soho on Thompson Street, Thompson and, and uh, Spring. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, the contractors were supposed to come and do final touch-up to the shop. And then I had a small shop in Midtown that I'm supposed to go pick up some merchandise and bring it to the shop. I had my brother-in-law with, with me. And I said to him, listen, just open the shop, do whatever you do until I come back in a week, and we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. He says to me, fine. We walk into my garage on Thompson Street, 8 o'clock, 8.30 in the morning. He goes to me, look up, this plane is flying awfully low. And that was the one that hit the tower. The first one. The, fir- yeah. the first one. So this was the first experience in Soho in business. But we came out of it, you know, it took time. It was, wasn't easy. But, you know, like Churchill says, when you're going through hell, keep going. I mean, that is, because uh, you were in the military how long? Three years? Yeah, three years. And so, so you survived that. You built up the West Broadway brand. <clears throat> I hadn't discovered you yet. Um, was it always the same? Was it was it always high-end men's? Like, uh, was that your vision yes. from the beginning? Well, it, it, at the beginning, it was 50% my collection. Mm-hmm. And 50% research product that I would hmm. go and look for in Italy in like uh, brands that no one would find like like in any shop that you would walk into. All, all original pieces, some Japanese product. It was, it was a very unique concept. It was uh, very funky. Uh-huh. And, then, uh, and then little by little we started, uh, you know, when things, when the euros moved into the euro. Okay. And everybody started running to produce in China. I stopped buying from people because the product became not what I like, let's say. What year was Definitely. that? 03, 04? When was that? Uh, kind of. Oh, yes, yes. I would say 03, 04. Interesting. And then I just started started to shift. And every couple of months, I would add a category. So so the first things I ever made, I use, my passion is leather. I love leather. So the yep. first things we ever made was leather pants, leather jackets. And wow. then suits, suits are easy. You know, suits, every everybody can make a suit. Yep. Shirts, all this stuff. Then we started doing denim and then casual pants and then sneakers. And now we're big into cashmere. We do a big cashmere business. Yeah, it's actually our best category. Cashmere is your best. I just find for me, I always bug you as a fifty-year-old guy with boobs. It's uh, not my favorite <laughs> category. I think, I think where you were going before COVID. I mean, the fucking stuff that you're making, the casual stuff that I like. You know, the cotton. What is it? The workout, not like the travel. Yeah, slash. yeah, the the, the 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 casual hangout that makes you actually look good in a casual yeah. piece of sweatshirt. Yeah. So, um, and where do you get your inspiration now? Actually, nowadays I'm in the zone. I'm sitting with my wife in the evening. We have dinner, drink some wine, and start talking about next season. What are we doing? How are we doing? You know, already next spring, a lot of a lot of like cool. A lot of it is in knitwear. Knitwear. Big okay. focus. Big focus on knitwear. Cashmere. Cashmere is my 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 thing nowadays. I'm I'm, I'm but also doing leather. Stuff. Also leather. Yeah, leathers is an easy part. Like like we did the. We have a bunch of like like really really cool basics that we keep on running with them, like the reversible leather jackets yeah. and and the, the shearling jackets yeah. that you wear in, well, in everybody New York that, every day. 
Everybody that goes to New York, I recommend, listen, you're in the dead center of the greatest neighborhood, maybe in the world. And it'll come back strong like everything else because it's such an international, you know, West Broadway and Houston. So everybody can go in and say hi to you. Um, so, I mean, that's why, you know, when we slowly became friends over 10 years of me buying stuff, it was just like part of the experience was seeing, hanging out with you, having a coffee or a drink or whiskey. But, um, but you, it's a full on high end catered experience. Meaning I've had events at your place too, for my LPs and friends, but the, why did you open the second and third store versus focusing on e-commerce? Well, you know, when, Good question. I know. Um, I bug you about this good, every time, but I think good, it's... Good question. I'm, uh, I feel like the biggest idiot in the well, world. Not, not, but I mean, not that's focusing, what you knew, but not I just... Focusing, not focusing on e-commerce, which is now I'm shifting it. Actually, this is a perfect time for me to put Well, you're talented, so you can make the shift. But, you know, for six, seven years, I've been hucking you to do this. Yes, the online the online is where it is. It's It's... You know, I'm a product guy. Uh-huh. So when you're when you're a product guy, you need to feel stuff. So so when 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 I walk into buy a, let's say an area rug for my house, mm-hmm. I don't just look at it; I feel it. So so you could call it like I'm a type of guy that needs to feel things. And when it comes to online, you don't. No, that's your that's the issue. You're not selling. You inexpensive. don't necessarily feel everything. It's like 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 you you throw in darts and and you pay this guy and that guy and 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 I've been let down by many people that sure. came with big promises and so it's kind of always threw me off and I'm like screw it let me do what I do so we open a Miami shop and that that store goes ballistic it does great okay. off the boat like like mm-hmm. from day one we're doing great. Mm-hmm. So, so I said, you know what? Good old school retail. People still like it. You know, they come to the shop. You have a good-looking staff offering you a drink, and then you're chilling out. And then we have people coming to the shop no, just to hang out. They take a, to hang. Exactly. They 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 come and they take a seat and they have a drink. Today they buy. Tomorrow they don't buy. But it's like, oh, can I go sit in the back? I'll grab a drink. I'll make a phone call. Sure, go ahead. You know, mm-hmm. you you've done it. I'd live people, there. people do. It. Yeah, people do it all the time. So it's like it was more of like a social club in a sense. Yeah. But but we do we do business online. Not uh, let's put it like that. We're not the two percent of what we should be doing online. Right. Because uh, we didn't give it the right attention, but now we will, and it's it's going to shift. I hope pretty soon. Within so, six months, it's going to be in a different place. So let's talk about the war that you're fighting right now. So the war that you're fighting is landlords. Italy, travel, consumer behavior. So, so how have the landlords behaved? Well, actually, they're they're pretty decent. You know, in LA, in New York, it's it's my property, so I can't be too hard on myself. <laughs> that was probably your best investment ever, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you speak to the bank; they do defer they defer the mortgage, uh-huh. so that's not a problem. And then uh, LA, the guy was was fine from the get go. He says, "Okay, let's take it month by month, see what happens." He was he was nice about it. Okay. And and Miami, which is a bigger corporation, they're like kind of, "Oh, are you getting stuff from the government? Where are you going to stand?" Blah 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 blah. So we just kind of hold with them, but they have to work with us. I mean, like you know, it's it's it makes perfect sense for them to do it rather than just like, "What are you going to do? Sue me?" 
Yeah. So you've handled it pretty calmly. It's just you, you, how are you managed to stay calm then just because you've kind of seen a couple crises or there's nothing you what, can do? What are my options? Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing I can do. I talk to my people in Italy. They, and they had it much they, worse than us. So tell me exa- what you're hearing. Ex- exactly. They, they got it bad. Cause they're in Milan, Northern Italy, right? All over, oh, all okay. over. In Milan, there's not much production. No one produces oh. nothing in Milan. So I do, I do a lot. All my sportswear stuff is made in Veneto, mm-hmm. like an hour from Venice, which actually where the the Corona broke in Italy was oh. ten kilometers from the factory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and funny enough, they held my goods. My last delivery. I don't know if you saw it in the store. We got a cool delivery. But the last delivery was held back for three weeks because UPS couldn't get there. Hmm. U- UPS could not, uh, could not come for a pickup. To that area in Veneto, couldn't Correct. come to pick up. And is that because I that see, area just I, has so many Chinese buyers or materials? Is that why? No, no, because because uh, what happened to that area, I think they went to, to a soccer game. I think that's what the rumor is. There was a soccer game in Champions League between Atalanta and uh, Valencia. Okay. So I think 40 or 50,000 fans got on the train, went to Milano, to San Siro, saw the game. Everybody's hugging and kissing because they won and they brought it back home, hugging and kissing. So it just it just broke over there. But, you know, c'est la vie, what can we do about this? No, and so when did you first think it was going to be a big problem? When I started to see three, four hundred dead people in Italy, and uh, and every day it was getting worse, and I think the mistake they made is like they went halfway instead of going all the way. Either you close it or you don't, and they they close. They did half closure. They would keep the restaurant till six o'clock, so everybody flocks to the restaurant at six until six o'clock. So yeah. everybody was like, they did the the daily business in half the hours. So. Right. So it wasn't good. And, you know, everybody travels nowadays. We knew it's a matter of time before it comes here. Yeah. New York City is, is it's condensed. It's buildings, elevators, like like 50-story building. Uh, I don't know, three, 400 apartments, every building. You know, what do you expect? It's It's got to be like that. And so the so so what happens in a season? So your stuff is not so much seasonal. But so what do you think in four seasons a year or, or two? No, I usually do two seasons and then uh, we always do like uh, stuff that is a bit lighter, like short sleeve t-shirts and super light cotton button downs that you could wear in 100 degrees. Uh, You know, we always have those things that are seasonal, but the majority is is, uh, is lifestyle items. So if you buy a crew neck 18 gauge cashmere, that you can actually wear all year round. So these are these are staple items for us that we carry for the next season. And I mean, we change color, we change a little bit of the design, but we have guys that buy them religiously. You know, the same item, give me six of that. I'm very happy with the same product. I don't need experiments. Yeah. And you, you have your clientele and you have a lot of celebs, including me. Yeah. The biggest celeb, Mr. Lindsay. <laughs> And I I come into your store all the time and just show you my apps and you show me cashmere and I always turn down cashmere and you turn down my apps. It's like a little thing we got going. But then <laughs> I walk out of there with leather and I walk out but, of there with a suit But or I two. look at it as a challenge. I always go to Italy and I'm saying to myself, I got to make Howard the sweater that he's going to say, 
fuck, where's that been all these years? I need that piece in my luggage every day, wherever I go. So how come like, I, I get it? Like, do I have style, do you think? A lot of style, absolutely. You carry this shit very well. And um, what is the perfect item for you? Is it is it just denim and leather? Is it denim and leather, or what do you prefer? My my ideal piece is a good leather jacket. Yeah, it's always been my my favorite piece. A good leather jacket, good leather jacket, and a good pair of shoes like sneakers, boots. These are the two must items. But your coats are In also between, just perfect. Yeah, it's coats. like I'm a big. I'm a big outerwear guy, you know. We live in New York in the winters as much as uh, people are complaining about it. It's my favorite season. You get to layer clothes. You get to put on scarves. It's, you look good. And so what about yeah, this? Yeah, you look good when you, you when you tanned and stuff, but, you know, this is a different looking good. And what about the three kids? Any of them into fashion? Four kids. Four. Sorry. Four. And are there any of them into fashion? No, not yet. They're into fashion when they go shopping with their mama. And that's, how often do you guys go to Israel, if at all? Twice, three times a year. I was supposed to go now for Passover. Oh, right. It's Passover this week. And what about, how do you think it'll change your business with Italy? If you can't go as I often? Think not, nah, I think we'll be fine. How often did we'll you go? How often were you going a year? Six to eight weeks. Every six to eight weeks I go. Holy shit. And so, it's, so this has been the longest you probably haven't gone. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but you know we'll over we'll 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 overcome it with uh, just just a lot of FaceTime calls and uh, and sketches going back and forth and prototypes going back and forth. So instead of me going there, sitting down in, in let's say in a week, and we we just close ourselves in the office and then work, then it's gonna take a month of back and forth. Got it. So it's just a it's just a style like you just have to change your flow of work. And, and I'm almost, I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost complete for fall. I mean, a lot of, we were expecting fabrics already to start cutting them and, and, and to start going into production. And thankfully I'm done with spring. All my deliveries are in the States, but they're sitting in the warehouse, which doesn't really help me now. I'm not selling much. Few orders online are coming in, but the, the thing is that uh, for fall, I'm hoping not to be too delayed because they closed right when they were supposed to start delivering fabrics. And what about, how do you think it affects, so you have how many employees, like 30, 40? 15. So just, so you're lean. So just everybody yeah. just unfortunately, you know, is taking a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you hope most of them come back when, when you open I the think store. I think they all will come back. So you average maybe five per store? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. and then how often do you have to fly around to the stores? I try to be once a month, you know, in in Miami once a month in LA. It doesn't really happen all the time, you know. I have uh, I have people that do the travel instead of me, like tutoring the staff and and educating them about the product, the the, the culture of Ari, what we do, how we do it. And then what so it doesn't? Oh, sorry, it doesn't, so it doesn't all fall on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't and, be all me, you know. And what about, uh, so is the biggest change China? And do you think that change is now away from China post the virus? Or is it just I think price people, matters people, and that'll always uh, be that way? I listen, I hope not. I, I, I'm saying I hope not. I, I think like enough is enough with people buying a price as opposed to buying a product. 
So I'll give you a perfect example. If you're going to go buy a shirt for 100 bucks mm-hmm. that will always look like shit, buy yourself one good shirt for $300 and always look like a million dollars and you'll actually wear it for two, three years. So as an investor, people who like to invest money and do this and everybody thinks long term and blah, 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 blah. Invest in the way you look just as much as a bottle of wine in a dinner table. You know, it's like like people don't go there. People are looking at price tags before they look at a product. It should be the reverse. Look at a product. If it's not good, who cares how much it costs? Right. It doesn't make a difference. Shit is shit, you know? Yeah. When you deal with a customer that actually cares about product in general, if they don't, they walk out. But, you know, your customers you have forever. These days, it's, it's like a natural instinct. You know, if somebody ever asks me, why is this sweater a thousand bucks? I don't tell them the way it's made. I don't talk about the fabric. I don't talk about nothing. I just ask, would you like to try it on? If they tell you yes, then it will answer all the questions. <laughs> I, I let the product talk. I don't, I don't believe in selling the product. The product needs to sell itself. Absolutely. And the stores are wonderful. So it's, I appreciate you taking the time out. I'm, uh, I'm rooting for for you. You're the people that I root for in New York because this is like the city where I'm hearing is boarded up and, and fucking like a ghost town. It is. It's, it's, it's a very sad sight to see. It's, it's really like I live outside of the city. So people are walking around, people are biking. I go biking every day. We can, we can get to do activities. New York is very, very sad. The only things you see on the streets is UPS and FedEx. Wow. The only two. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so sad. It's really, it's 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 way harder than 9-11. 9-11 was only downtown. Yeah. 9-11, no, it was a lot longer in Soho, but 9-11 was only downtown. So you, you pass 14th Street and you were things as usual. Okay. But now it's all Whole over the city. world. It's like, it's everywhere. Everybody's hurting besides Mr. Lindsay. Yeah. Luckily for me, I'm not. I just, you know, when I call you, I'm always so nervous, but you've had such a good attitude about the whole thing. And I think that's what people are going to need because it's not going to be easy for a couple of years. We, no one knows. No one knows what tomorrow. I think the market will go flying within a yeah, month, I'm super a month bullish and a half. Yeah, I'm super yeah people, people will start making a lot of money. People will, people forget in a minute what happened. People don't remember. The restaurants will do well. The airlines will do well. Every, I think people will, will I think people are going to go out there with a revenge in them to, 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 to catch up for the time they lost, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're a little biased, but I, I, I hope you're right. Obviously, I know that my habits are going to change. Just my, you know, my age rushing to New York will be a lot different. But yeah, you know, it's 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 if you're going to walk into a super busy restaurant or you're going to choose something a little a little bit less busy. Yeah, of course, but for how long? When you know that this thing is curable and there is a there is there, there, there is a solution to the problem, then you are not going to worry about the problem. True. Nowadays, nowadays. The media feeds us oh. all sorts of different information. They're like like brainwashing us. From well, that's why I'm doing this stops. and talking to my friends who have got real experience. Yeah, one, 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 you're really 100%. doing the checking. You called your banker. You're telling me the straight poop about who's being a douche. You know, and I can yeah. understand your large corporate Florida guy could give a fuck about you. Really, he's he, he's asking the right question. Maybe you're getting paid on the back end through the government. So, but whereas your LA guy 
is like a mensch. And in New York, you own the building and your banker needs to be a mensch right now because otherwise they're going to lose your business forever. Everybody should be a mensch at this time. Yeah. And the ones, and you want to know something? The ones that are not are fucked. It's going to come back at them. Oh, yeah. This is the karma for the, for the non Yeah, 100 100%, you know, you're going to, this time you're going to squeeze people and this is a big dog. It's, 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 it's a public company, you know, it's like crazy, crazy yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. You know, you'll go around them. You'll figure out your way to get even later. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not a revengeful guy, so it's well, we can, You know people that can handle that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I look forward to seeing you hopefully in a month. You, so yeah, my idea yeah. was uh, two generations of Ari. That's my big promotion. Max and I, Canute, are going to go wear his stuff and do a photo shoot. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. You know, it's, it, it, should be, it should be super cool. Well, who's the most famous person that wears your stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I've been through so many famous people in those years. It's... I don't, like, I don't like I don't like name dropping. You know, no, you're not name dropping, but I'm just trying to think. I met you, the party I was at with the Depeche Mode drummer. He was a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, he became a very close friend. We met for five minutes in the store, and we became really, really good friends. You know, so this is this is the the good part about this. Him, guys from Coldplay. You know, it's it's you know we have we met a lot of people through the years. And what about uh, Soho? What is it about Soho? Because to me, it's the center of some kind of cultural universe. It's the, the only place you could still see the skies in New York City. You know, this is how beautiful it is. That is true. Like it, but that's not the only thing. What, what no, makes but it, it used to be. It used to be like a, like a neighborhood, like all full of artists. That it was all uh, living lofts. Right. That was all was all filled with artists. Very cool like like trendy restaurants small galleries i mean it changed a little bit when the big brands came to to the neighborhood and then like they turned the rest of the planet to look like a duty free they tried to do it in soho but we still have the cobblestone streets and stuff like that so it still have a good feel about it and it went down but now it's coming back soho is like really really the coolest spot again in new york you know it's awesome. really, I love that neighborhood. I lived there. I used to live there for... It's my favorite. What? Yeah, I like Gramercy well, now. The Gramercy-Soho combo, walkable, is my favorite now. Like, living Gramercy, uh, work Soho is kind of my favorite. Yeah, but, uh, listen, you know, uh, Robert De Niro said New York ends at 14th Street. Yeah. All right. So We'll, we'll check really in with that. you. Uh, well, we had one event at your store, so it went pretty well, right? Good group of people. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I think people had fun. Yeah. So uh, post-COVID, we'll be there for sure again. And just uh, I'm uh, rooting for you. So hopefully this ends pretty thank soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. All right. Talk to you. Yeah, it's going to be good for all of us. And uh, have a good holiday. Yes. Talk to you after Passover. Yeah. Cheers. All right, man. Bye. Thank you. Eh? Thanks for the call. Cheers. Street level. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Didn't I tell you about the accent? Yeah, yeah it's no, hilarious. You know what he reminded me of? One Who? of the uh, Israeli prime minister, Ariel Sharon. I thought, I thought we dialed the wrong number. No, it's what's the name of the movie with uh, what's his name with the, the Israeli uh, the comedian? Hairdresser. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all we say. Uh, what was his name? Again? Oh. Uh, we're having a senior moment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he is so funny. But for years, I've been saying the story is you. Like you're the product. Right. Like just do five minute story, like just do videos of you shopping and talking to your Italian 
just you talking to your fashion guys in Italy is a fucking, how are you going to build brand? Mm-hmm. Right? Like duplicate what people get in the store when they see you, which is, you know, you can't be in all places at one time. Build that brand online. Mm-hmm. The, the most story. Right. So anyways, right. at least he agreed to do the podcast, but fuck dude, it's hard. He's, he's dealing with three leases right now. So, mm-hmm. you, so there's a lot of people like that, who, yeah. but he's, he's not as negative as, you know, so it's good yeah. that people see that someone's just digging in and like, that's life. Mm-hmm. Canute, you have a PSA, uh, related to COVID. So wrap it up with that. Hi, this is Knut. Just a quick message at the end here. It's almost impossible to find protective COVID gear these days, not just for you and I, but also for the big buyers. Even state governments can't get their hands on PPE supplies. Through my best buddy Stein back in Norway, I know of a large Chinese supplier of FDA-approved gear that's ready to supply big quantities. So if you know someone in need of critical PPE supplies, please have them email me at this address, covid.stein at gmail.com. That's C-O-V-I-D dot S-T-E-I-N at gmail.com. And I'll give them all the info they need. Just so you know, Panic With Friends is not making any money from this. This is purely a way for us to help put people in contact with each other. It's social leveraging at its best.